You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Everywhere I go lately, people are like, Trey, when are you going to give us a walk and talk for basketball? The guy in front of me today at the basketball game, Trey, please give me a walk and talk after this one. I need it after this game. 77-64 loss at the hands of the South Carolina Gamecocks. The truth is, people, I don't know what I can say to you that's going to give you some therapy after this game that's going to make you feel better. You're probably just going to be more frustrated like we all are, like Eric Musselman is. I mean... You shoot 37.1% from the floor in this one. You have, what, nine assists to 20 for them. You're out-rebounded by a dozen. I mean, just about like every single metric. I mean, you're not, you're not going to win games like that. But the main thing that I see, and I'm not a basketball savant or anything like that. I tend to lean more towards football. That's why we do these after football games. But what I don't see out there is the right energy, toughness. I've watched a lot of Razorback basketball games in my time, and there's just a certain energy level that's not on display out there. We got a little bit of fool's gold after the Texas A&M game. Thought that they may have turned things around, figured things out. We saw the same starting five out there for this one, and it's just inexplicable. How can a guy like Trevin Brazil score three points? What, he got 3.7 rebounds? I mean, how does a guy with that much talent only do that? Like. Caliph Battle, I, I just don't understand that. The guy's such a good three-point shooter, and you never know what you get out of Devo sometimes. Tremont Mark's been the only guy that's just been consistent out there, and he got off to a slow start. They really defended him well early. But maybe this team just has to have, you know, a two-hour and 38-minute game where there's just 73 free throws shot. I don't, I don't know, but uh, what I do know is the energy level isn't there, and this team just isn't coming together, and I don't know that they will. Now, there's – a tweet out there floating around last year where I said, hey, this isn't an NCAA tournament team, and they end up beating Kansas and going to the Sweet 16. But this just feels different. I think we all can see that. They're just not – it's just not coming together. And I'll say this, too, because I see some talk about, you know, Eric Musselman and this and that. I've covered a lot of Razorback basketball. Well, not a whole lot. I've covered – obviously followed Nolan Richardson my whole childhood and through college and, and past that. And then when I started doing this job, covered Stan Heath. John Pelfrey, Mike Anderson, of course, and now Eric Musselman. And what I'll say about Musselman is the guy completely gets it. Like his attention to detail, his level of insanity kind of in a way, because you got to be a little bit crazy to be a great basketball coach. The getting up at 5.30 on the treadmill, going through the game notes, you know, breaking down film the way he does, the attention to detail, just the level of OCD and all that stuff. Arkansas has a fantastic basketball coach in Eric Musselman. Um, they haven't put it together this year. It happens, and it's unfortunate, but for me, he's he's earned a lot of grace. I mean, Musselman, to me, is a guy that gets it when you talk about his 
you know, social media, his, his intensity, everything, just everything. He checks all the boxes for me personally. And you may have a different opinion, and you're certainly entitled to your opinion. We're all frustrated right now. I, I totally get it. But um, this basketball team, I just, I just don't see how they're going to put it together this year. They're one and four in conference play already. That South Carolina team is all right. They're they're 15 and three now, but you know you look at their their you know each category. They're not a great offensive team. They're pretty middle of the pack on defense. They don't get to the free throw line a whole lot. Don't rebound great, and they come in here to Bud Walton Arena and you know lead for all but like 41 seconds of the game when it was tied at the beginning. I mean, so that that team should not be coming in against a decent Arkansas team and winning by double digits. And that's just what happened today. So. It's a balmy, what, 20 degrees out here right now. Feels nice compared to what we've seen here lately. Creek is frozen over. Not on that side, but on that side. So, I mean, like, what else is there to say? Arkansas hits the road. They play Ole Miss on, what, Wednesday? It's just been so inconsistent. I mean, Musselman still sticks basically to seven or eight players, um, and it's been like different players. Layden Blocker played 17 minutes in this one, came off the bench early. Like, and I thought he, you know, answered the question right in the post game, just, uh, you know, about maybe the frustration of playing different players. Because, yeah, it's seven or eight, but it's, it's, it's been different a lot. And, you know, there's been other guys getting in five, six minutes here and there. But, like, what do you want me to do? Not, not try out other things, not try out other guys. They're just, it's just not coming together. It's just not meshing, and it's frustrating for, for all of us. Um, again, you know, I know nobody wants to hear it, but he's, the guys earned a lot of grace with me. Um, I don't know what people complaining have been watching for the last 20, 25 years, but uh, Musselman's the best Arkansas coach since Nolan Richardson. I don't even think that's up for debate, and I think the program is lucky to have the guy. So, what do we talk about now? You guys want to touch in some football? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A little January football talk. I mean, the transfer portal stuff is pretty much wrapping up now. I've got Arkansas about 83 scholarship players. Um, you know, there's been some recent news with, um, you know, red shirts and, you know, super seniors who aren't coming back. Um, you know, medical red shirts, I should say, you know, well, medical hardships is actually the correct term. So it's, medical hardship means a guy, um, you know, basically their football career is going to be over at Arkansas due to injuries. Uh, they can't play. They can still do stuff with the team and stuff, but they can't play. Um, they still get to stay on scholarship, but they don't count against the 85 total. Now, I'd put out there that I have a 
a really good source that says McAdoo is headed that way for a medical hardship. McAdoo tweeted something after that that, hey, don't count me out, basically. Doctors haven't counted me out. Um, my source does say that's the direction that they're, they're probably headed there. Uh, Eli Henderson to go on medical hardship. Um, Cole Carson is going to graduate early. We know Terry Wells also is already going on medical hardship. Cole Carson is graduating early. Uh, I don't think any of those guys, I think combined those offensive linemen played one snap. I think Terry Wells played Georgia State his freshman year in 2021. Carson and and uh, Henderson, I don't believe, ever played a snap at Arkansas after, you know, three, two years on campus. So Brady Latham, um, not going to return with the team. Uh, 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 the tight end, I forget, is Francis Sherman's not going to return with the team. Um, obviously, we know like Bo Lemmer's going to play an East-West Shrine Bowl, and uh, Dwight McLaughlin is going to play East-West Shrine Bowl. But uh, Kiwi Rose is coming back also. So you know what I've kind of done lately. It, it's pointless for me to just kind of go down the roster of 85 guys and all the potential super seniors. I will say this: there are I've got them at 12 super seniors coming back, which is pretty astonishing because there's like nine that are leaving. I mean, there's the potential for that many super seniors. You got guys that are, you know, either not returning to the program or have entered the transfer portal, like KJ Jefferson. He would have been a super senior, for example. So, I think it's pretty wild that they could have a record number of super seniors. The previous high was 2021 when they had 11 super seniors. So, uh, definitely a high number. There's still room, obviously, in the transfer portal for them to bring in some more guys there, but uh, a, a pretty good number. Now, where do they need to continue to evaluate players in the transfer portal? They've got to bring in a veteran linebacker. The numbers are good at linebacker. They've got eight of them. So that's a good number of linebackers, but you're very inexperienced with that group. I mean, you can't just sit there and go, Brad Spence, um, you know, Xavier uh, and Sori, you know, those guys. And Sori, you know, had 19 tackles last year for Georgia, but those guys really need to, uh, you know, they got to go find somebody that has more experience, more a little more veteran. And that would be one of the groups that I would look at right now, just on paper and compare it to last year's group and say, you know, I don't know that if you lay these two groups side by side, that I would feel as comfortable with this group as I did last year's group, where you had Pooh Paul, who played a lot of snaps for him uh, previously, and, you know, Jaheim Thomas, who was very productive at Cincinnati before that, and Antonio Greer, who was very productive at USF uh, in his career there. Um, and it's not to say, like, Spence and um, Alex Sanford and those guys aren't going to be good players, because I think they can be. But also, I think we go back last year and say, you know, I think Andrew Chambly is going to be ready, or Patrick Kudis is going to be ready, and those guys weren't quite ready uh, for what was coming at them last year, just a little bit too young. So it's better in the transfer portal age to feel really good that you have some good options, and if your young guys come along and are better, then, then great. But uh, kind of the way things happened with Jalen Braxton last year, you know, he came along and, and you know, uh, you know, overtook some of the older guys that they brought in from the portal and stuff. So in this day and age of the portal. You can build the perfect roster. You can have a three deep plus one, which is the model that I always talk about where you have you know, a three deep and then an extra guy. For the offensive line, you would have 15 players would make your three deep, and then you have an interior offensive lineman and a tackle, an extra tackle. So you have 17 offensive linemen. You can just go out and do that. There's no reason you should ever say, well, our fifth defensive tackle, uh, we just don't know if he's ready. That's another position that they've got to shore up. Now, I think they've got four really good ones um, you know, I think Ian Giffard is really going to take a big step forward. They got Cam Ball back, Kevy Rose, as I mentioned, Eric Gregory back. Um, so they have those guys. They don't have anybody coming in out of the high school ranks uh, or the portal right now, but we've seen them 
each of the last few years add another defensive tackle out of the portal in the late period. So uh, I think you could probably expect to see that. They need at least one more defensive tackle, one more linebacker as we talked about. And I think the numbers are pretty fine at defensive back to where they should be at least as good as they were last year. You know, most people are a year older. Uh, they lose Walcott, lose, um, lose uh, Dwight McLaughlin. Did I say McLaughlin earlier? Did I say Bishop because Bishop was on my mind because he's transferring. Regardless, you know, lost Dwight McLaughlin. But Jalen Braxton's a year older now. Um, you know, they added a couple of safeties from the transfer portal. Uh, I think Denico Slaughter from Tennessee would probably be a good guy for him. Miguel Mitchell probably provide some depth for him. But, you know, Jaden Johnson's back. Uh, Hudson Clark, I don't know if I mentioned that, that he's back also. He hasn't really put anything out on social media about him returning. And most of those updates that I was saying was, you know, just guys that haven't announced what they're doing. So, uh, and then offensive line, they're down. I've got them down to 14 scholarship offensive linemen now after uh, the three guys that I mentioned are leaving or graduating early or taking a medical hardship. So 14 offensive linemen, at minimum you need 15 and 17 would be the ideal number. So go look for them to add another offensive lineman or two. Um, again, I've got them at 83, so the numbers got to work out there. The good news is they got a little wiggle room because you got spring football coming up and you have what I think maybe four guys that aren't enrolling that are supposed to be coming in that aren't enrolling yet. So you can, as long as you don't have over 85, you should be pretty good. So we ended up talking, doing half this walk and talk on football because basketball is just, it's frustrating right now. There's nothing I can say that's gonna make you feel way better about the basketball team. And maybe it, it helps just to kind of get it off your chest and talk about it and the, the frustrations you have. Why isn't Trevon Brazil, Trevin Brazil, why isn't he um, playing like a guy that's being projected? I mean, I saw him the other day as the 10th overall pick projected in the NBA draft. Why isn't he playing like that? You know, Caleb Battle looked like a guy that we're just going to rain threes this year. And Devo has been so sporadic. And, you know, that, that happens with Devo. You know, he, he gets kind of streaky and, you know, figures out where his role is. And, yeah, and L. Ellis, you know, L. Ellis went for that. You know, L. Ellis played 30-something minutes against Duke and then didn't play more than 10 minutes. And that was back in late November and didn't play more than 10 minutes in a game since until uh, the Texas A&M game and, and played well. Mark's been pretty consistent for him, obviously. Uh, there's just been... It's just, it's just, it's frustrating. And I'm freezing to death. I'm cold. I'm frustrated. You're frustrated. Nothing that I'm saying here on this walk and talk was very therapeutic. But I mean, again, I get asked to do a walk and talk everywhere I go almost for basketball. So here it is. Here's your post game basketball walk and talk. We talked a lot about football. You don't feel any better. I don't feel any better. I will say, on the football roster, when I lay the depth charts down side by side, and I consider, you know, guys are older now, you know, I think I like this one a little bit better. Now, quarterback's going to be a big, a big one. You know, if you if you took this quarterback group and you laid it down to the, like, week one depth chart against Western Carolina for last year, you'd probably say, um, oh, it's uh, it's not as good because K.J. Jefferson was a first-team preseason All-ACC quarterback. But if you take K.J. Jefferson, how he performed last year, and consider also what we know now that Dan Enos is not the offensive coordinator and Bobby Petrino is. And I mean, that alone right there, I mean, I could just end it right. Bobby Petrino is the offensive quarter, quarterback should be better than it was last year. Um, now, if you're talking about 2022 KJ Jefferson, 2021 KJ Jefferson, maybe we have an argument there. Um, but 
that would be the one position. I think um, I think running back, they're probably in good shape there. I think wide receiver, they basically got everybody back except for Sam Bakke, who was hurt last year. But they basically got everybody back at wide receiver. Tight end should absolutely be better than it was last year with everybody being a year older, plus adding Paskey uh, to the mix. Or, uh, you know, finally kind of a good blocking tight end. And then offensive line, if offensive line isn't better, I mean, that the group last year paid a, played a part in them. My face is starting to freeze, giving up 47 sacks. So, uh, yeah, if offensive line isn't better, then, you know, none of this really matters. So, uh, but I think they will be. So, but again, you know, we can talk about this. And last year I said the, the football roster was going to be, you know, probably the best football roster that they've had. And I think it was. But the problem is everybody else also has access to the transfer portal and has boosted their roster. I mean, look at what Ole Miss has done in the transfer portal. So, yeah, Arkansas's roster may be improved this coming year from what it was in 2023. But what about Ole Miss? Is their roster better? What about Mississippi State? And so those are the things you have to consider. It's not just anymore like you can look back at last year's team and say, you know, these guys were this and they got this coming back and they lost that guy. It's, it's more impossible to predict than ever before. SEC games are always so close, so it's a difficult task this day and age, and we just got to adjust to it. Hopefully, hopefully we'll get some, I don't know what the answer is with NIL and all that stuff, but I'm going off on another tangent, and I've gone 15 minutes here. So I want to thank everybody for watching the walk and talk. I hope this satisfies all the people that has asked me for one for after basketball, and um, yeah, that's it. 77-64 uh, South Carolina over Arkansas. This has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com and uh, yeah, with your basketball walk and talk. We'll catch you next time. It's the NFL offseason, but on Pick 6, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, the football season never stops. Host Will Brinson, John Breach, and Tyler Sullivan are joined by analysts like Brady Quinn, Leslie Ducible, Katie Mox, and R.J. White to keep you in the loop on everything happening around the league. Whether it's free agents signing with new teams, the all-important NFL draft, or schedule release day, Pick 6 has you covered. As the face of the league changes with every team move and player pickup this spring, Pick 6 is a must Listen, download, and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and anywhere podcasts are found.